We do often say CO2 emissions down to zero by 2043. Is this unwise? Dr Len Fisher in the Blue Mountains thinks it is. In August 1947, the London lawyer Cyril Radcliffe sat down in his office and drew the line that now separates India from Pakistan. According to some stories, he used a ruler to do it. Certainly some parts of the line drawn across an undulating and variable landscape, are suspiciously straight. It was a simplistic solution to a complex problem, and the sad results are well known. I believe that we are in grave danger of making a similar mistake, also with potentially devastating consequences, when it comes to establishing simplistic boundaries for sustainability across a landscape of possibilities that is far from simple. I'm talking about targets, such as protecting 30% of the natural environment by 2030, or aiming for fewer than 20 extinctions per year. The United Nations calls them sustainable development targets. They are very attractive politically, and also motivationally. They provide a focus for action, and sometimes even provide realistic goals. But they can also give us a false sense of security in situations where there are many interacting factors and threats to be considered. Take the extinction target. What if the loss of just one of those species provoked a cascade of losses of other dependent species? What if our most important crops depended on that species for pollination, so that a biodiversity target impacts on a food target and ultimately on a health target? What if collapse in one part of the natural environment, say the Antarctic, had cascading effects throughout the oceans, including movement and loss of fish species. I'm not saying that all targets are a bad idea. Some are quite reasonable. The 1.5 degree target for global warming, for example, aligns quite well with several important potential transitions where temperature itself is a direct driver. But generally, sustainability targets, like Radcliffe's line, are a dangerous simplification. The only question is whether there is a better alternative. Some colleagues and I think that there may be. It all started when one of us was at a meeting where the editor of Nature Sustainability was complaining to the New York complexity scientist Hiroki Sayama that he received lots of submissions about practical ideas, like new farming methods or different regulations, but very few about the fundamental principles of sustainability. Hiroki contacted the German network scientist Thilo Gross about the editor's question. Thilo contacted me in the UK because we had already been talking about fundamental sustainability issues. We talked with other colleagues and eventually ended up with five of us, many Zoom meetings and a new idea. We likened the creation of targets to constructing a fence across a landscape to separate safe areas from dangerous ones. We found that for some global threats, like global warming, the fence is situated near the edge of a cliff, and to cross it at any point is perilous indeed. But for many sustainability situations involving multiple factors, the fence lies across an undulating landscape. We might cross it safely at some points, while at others the ground might give way under our feet, or there might be a bull in the field. 
So what is the alternative to building conceptual target fences for the different threats that we now face? Our suggestion is that rather than focusing on simplistic targets, we should concentrate on complex outcomes. Instead of just limiting refugee numbers, for example, we should be focusing on ways to help create stable societies, both for where they are coming from and where they are hoping to move to. We don't underestimate the difficulties. Even simplistic targets need to be measurable in some way or they become meaningless. So, for example, the 1992 United Nations targets for maintenance of biodiversity that I mentioned earlier were all well stated, but they were all missed. That's right, all of them. But instead of grasping the nettle, the United Nations replaced their well-defined outcomes with a vague statement, living in harmony with nature. Complex outcomes are even more difficult to define. But grasping the nettle means facing up to such difficulties rather than obscuring them with rhetoric. So how can we make the best decisions in the face of complexity? Psychologists and management advisors often talk about SMART decision-making. SMART is an acronym for five criteria that they believe need to be met for targets to be achievable in practice. Those criteria are that the target should be specific, measurable, time-related, achievable and realistic. Unfortunately, most sustainable development targets or goals don't meet these last two criteria. They may appear to be achievable and realistic, but this is usually an illusion because there are so many interacting factors that are not accounted for. I'm not saying that my colleagues and I have found a magic solution. Far from it. But we have illuminated a problem that needs addressing. The problem is that the SMART criteria, so useful for much decision-making, are simply not enough when it comes to making decisions about how to handle major sustainability questions. We need more. Specifically, we need a way of thinking that takes account of the realities involved in these complex questions. Above all, we need trust. Maybe it is a difficult, perhaps even an impossible dream but dream we must if we are to face reality. Simplistic but unrealistic targets are no longer an answer. It is time to draw a line under their use. A realistic answer to complexity. Dr Len Fisher is a physicist at the Blue Mountains and Bristol University. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.